So on the outline, it just says hockey stuff. Uh, so I guess we do that hockey. I mean, I think that's that's what counts as hockey stuff, right? All right. Well, here, let's do that hockey. All righty. Welcome to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast. Go Cats, go edition. Go Cats, go. Go Chargers, go. Uh, my name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I am joined from the Independent. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, it's Brendan, also known as TCJ. How are you? Pretty good. And I do want to clarify, that is a... Uh, Ted Lasso reference. He does not actually work for the independent. He works for the park record. And uh, so, I would say, uh, unlike uh, a certain Trent Krim, uh, I am not independent either. So you're, you're living on your own. You got, I know, I know, own. but what, what, spoilers, but remember at the end of season two, he says that he's now Trent Krim independent. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. I guess yeah. that means you got to start your own competing paper right so just, uh, just a, i guess that's just a blog right at that point yeah Substack. we call them Substacks now Substacks. oh my gosh it's, it's all about, it's all about newsletters or podcasts that as well which is why we're here which is why um, we're here after a long uh awaited absence much like the this is a this is a men and blazers bit that i'm stealing much like the u.s men's national team in the world cup we're back <laughs> so uh, i was gonna say that uh we should change our like podcast like tagline to uh the newest panthers fan uh podcast or something oh, we should have done that for april fool's day <laughs> no but it's not it's not a it's not a one day bit it's it's a bit for the rest of the season for us for the rest of the season our panthers our panthers did you see what our, our cardiac cats did today <laughs> yeah yeah it was it seven six or something yeah and they came back from uh down four goals to uh beat the devils in overtime so go cats go go cats go um just to let the rest of you y'all in on this joke uh, i say joke it is kind of a joke um we're not both the, the panthers are neither of our uh primary team neither of ours primary team uh, neither of us consider the panthers to be our primary team completely rewrite it uh, Th that's literally my job yeah okay no well i thought your job was to write it <laughs> properly well part of my job is also going oh well, that sentence is really awkward how do we mm -hmm. fix it okay okay um is neither is, yeah not our primary team brendan's sharks have not yet been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs but their odds do not look great my flyers have been mathematically eliminated and we're probably what the third team to get mathematically eliminated um but part of that is because they're in the East and we kind of already know who the playoff teams are in the East. Um, whereas the West is a bit more wide open. Um, and as such, 
I have adopted the Panthers because that's where Claude Giroux is. And we both grew up in Florida. And I think, Brennan, what is your reason for? Oh, yes. Joe Thornton plays for the Panthers. And that is yes. Brennan's favorite player. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's definitely plenty of irony about the whole situation. <laughs> Leaves Florida, becomes Panthers fan. Well, leaves Florida I, and then sees favorite player come to Florida. Traded. So, yeah, uh, I signed a free agency. So I need to look and see. I don't think they've done this yet, but I would be really intrigued as to what uh, Joe Thornton and Claude Drew playing together would look like. I mean, if this was like, I mean, this sounds like a potential line pairing on like 2014 Team Canada. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I saw Claude Giroux on the second line during warmups the other day, which raises like is odd for me. I mean, I know we've had Sean Couturier, and so if you want both Sean Couturier and Claude Giroux to play center, then at least the last couple seasons or so, there's an argument to be made for Sean Couturier being the one C. Um, but I, it's it's weird because Claude Giroux for like the first time in his career or the first time in his career since like 2012 that he isn't the guy he can be one among many right and that is really going to be a really interesting thing to watch i think i think he's currently going through a little bit of an adjustment going from philadelphia to florida and adjusting to his new teammates um although he's played with radko gudas before um so I'm sure that was an interesting conversation when he first got into to Florida. Um, but I think that'll be really fun to watch him play with like guys who are actually good in the playoffs. Uh, and I'm just really excited to watch this Panthers team moving forward. Well, Joe Thorne was a healthy scratch today. So maybe I have to rethink my uh, bandwagon team. So, Oh, rip. Yeah. But, you know, injuries will happen. Yeah, I I get, understand. Maybe, I understand maybe, the reality for for Joe Thorne. Here. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, this guy is like eighty years old. We need to give him a rest every now and then." Particularly if they're already like, you know, they're they're just jostling for position at this point. Yeah, right? but he was he was already out for like a month with like an injury. So yeah, so give him a little bit of a. They don't don't put too much strain on whatever leg is may possibly still nursing that injury. I'm assuming it's a leg. That was a wrong assumption for me to make. But whatever, give that injury a little bit of a rest every now and then so that he doesn't hurt it before the playoffs start. But uh, Yeah, so what I was going to say was looking at the Panthers' lines, it's really funny looking at Jonathan Huberdo and Claude Giroux being on the same line as Sam Bennett. That, like, I know Sam Bennett has come a long way from being in Calgary and all. Like I know he's gotten a lot better with the Panthers, but I feel like when your wingers are Huberto and Giroux, you could probably just stick anybody in there. Just yeah, this is where Crosby's pet rock comes into play. Well, it's like the but, inverse. But now of, you got the option of good Sam Bennett. Well, it's like the inverse of the Sidney Crosby pet rock thing, right? Like the Penguins thing for whatever reason is just like Sid works best when he's got you know Jake Gensel and some dude, right? Meanwhile, this is Claude Giroux and Jonathan Huberdeau and some dude in the middle. 
Is Drew not playing in the middle? What did I say? Uh, well, they had a uh, daily face off had Sam Bennett listed as center. Oh, so. interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That is, is that a first line? That's a second line. Oh my God. It's a, uh, it's a one B kind of situation. Oh my gosh. Dude, this team's going to be so fun. And then you got Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhardt. I'm going to get Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhardt mixed up all the time. Just for the record. I know they're two de- totally different players, but like in my mind, they feel very similar. That is, I mean, like that's fair. So yeah, I mean, go Panthers, right? Oh, oh, I forgot Bobby Haig is on this team. Well, yeah, they went out and actively acquired him. So why did they do that? Uh, depth, I think. Not that that oh, means anything. Purpose. Right, like, like when you have somebody who's actively bad, like Robert Hag is, you can't say you have depth there. Oh, I know what it is. It's we're getting ready for the playoffs. We need somebody who's going to be tough to play against, even though Robert Hag isn't tough to play against. He has this reputation for being a guy who hits. I was going to say, you know, the Panthers' reputation of being tough to play against. Well, the Panthers are tough to play against because they just skate past you. Not because they are going to fight you at all. Well, yes, that was literally the entire point of what I was saying. Oh, am I a joke explainer now? Yes. Whoops. You are officially a killjoy. I'm sorry. It's hard to laugh. Uh, Actually. I was going to say it's hard to laugh when uh, Robert Haig is involved, but I make fun of him all the time. I, I had an, an idea, but it's not going to work out. Because uh, my what my thought was, at some point, Spencer Knight's going to be ready to take over as the 1G. Right? Maybe not well, this It's season. not going to matter because they, they are paying Bobrovsky a lot of yeah. money until the end of time. Yeah, so. five mil. Well, but do you think at some point in that contract, there's going to be a team who needs a goalie if they say hey we need a goalie to compete that might be willing to trade for that contract and then no. the panthers can move spencer knight into the 1g spot no so then what do they do with spencer knight keep in mind uh, pay him and then you're just stuck with you know lots of money at the goalie position i i don't know what else to tell you other than that like uh, there's always a team that's a goalie away yeah but keep in mind bobrowski is currently 33 and, you know, he's got what? I think four more years at 10 million a year. There's Five a difference between being a goalie away and being like, a, okay. He also has Again, a no move clause. He also has a no move. Yeah. That's, yeah. that makes it a little more, um, we'll go complicated. Yeah. Um, not that, I mean, you know, your team could always just try to ignore your no move clause, uh, as we found out at the deadline with Dadanov. Um, but yeah, like he's getting paid 10 million a year through 2026. Like, hmm. I mean, how many teams can open up $10 million for a goalie? It's not happening. So yeah, well, that's what made the well, whole Spencer Knight. You need a player. You, you would need a player like Connor McDavid on a rookie contract. Sorry. I'm not going to let that go. The fact that they only made the playoffs once while he was on a rookie contract. Oh yeah. And they beat the sharks. Thanks. Um, oh, Maybe I should let that go. <laughs> yeah. 
I just think that whole situation is hilarious until the end of time. Um, well, like the big, the thing that still bothers me is that uh, I believe uh, two of the last three teams to lose to the Oilers in the playoffs are the Sharks and the Sharks. So that might change this year. Uh, is this your segue to talking about the West? It can be. Let's make it that. Because Seamless. like the East is wrapped up like, and it's been wrapped up for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. I am not really in, I'm a little bit interested in talking about like matchups for the East. Oh, sure. Like, kind of, we can kind of forget about that for another month or so, you know? Yeah. I mean, sure. We can watch like the Rangers and the Penguins jostle for position behind the hurricanes or Tampa Bay and Toronto try to figure out who's going to have home ice advantage. Um, yeah, I, I asked our or if, um, mom if she had any show notes for us about the Penguins, and her response was basically, well, they can't beat the Rangers. And I'm like, you mean they can't beat Chesterkin? And she's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, like, literally the only team they're going to have, they have any shot to face is the Rangers. So, because Washington they- is, like, eight points behind with a game in hand. So... They're not making that up. And then Carolina is probably going to win the division. Really, the only drama might be if Boston can catch Toronto. And, you know, I mean, honestly, I feel more comfortable uh, trying to see if um, you can face Carolina instead of Tampa or Toronto or Boston. Like whoever finishes fourth in the Atlantic might be better off. Yeah. And that's like no well, nothing right against now, the that's like nothing against the hurricanes, but like it just seems like all the best teams are in the Atlantic right now. Well, it's because they've got all those other teams to beat up on. Well, yeah, but I mean look at I the mean, lineups. I guess the same is true for the Metro to a, a lesser degree. But I mean, like look at the look at the teams, look at the players in the lineups and stuff on Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston. Right? Like that whole that that part of the bracket is just going to be a gong show right um you know compare that to carolina new york pittsburgh and washington like you know so the west so here's my question what does vegas do if slash when they miss the playoffs (laughs) you're really low on vegas aren't you well they are out based on points percentage right now i mean they're currently in based on just total points yeah but dallas has a point to make up with four games in hand Mm. right and vegas is three points behind edmonton with and edmonton has a game in hand for that third Pacific spot. And I think that's going to be really difficult to make up in such a short span of time. So, I mean, yes, uh, could technically like Winnipeg get in on the action, I guess. Sure. But like the odds of that are pretty freaking low. Micah's uh, point projections currently have Vegas outside the playoffs behind Dallas. Um, Playoff chances for Vegas are currently at 46%, 46.7%. Yeah, I mean, like, thanks to the loser point, like, it's really hard to make up points in, in the NHL. Like, you might be able to look at a certain situation, like, oh, they're only three points back. But, like, 
it's hard to gain three points on teams. Particularly when I mean, a win is only two compared to soccer, yes. you can get three points in one game. You need at least two games to get three points in the NHL, which is a substantial difference. Yeah. So I think, I think Nashville's pretty safe at this point, but uh, it's, it's really going to come down to Vegas versus Dallas. And I think Vegas is the better team, but I mean, I mean, when you're only ahead by a point, when the other team has four games in hand, that's mm. that's tough. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just I'm. It's wild to me where Vegas is this year compared to where they have been in past years. I wonder if this is so. This is my has been my longstanding theory because they they keep trying to add players to their already good team, which means they have to get rid of good players to get good players. And I don't know if they've actually improved overall talent wise, but they've completely undone the chemistry over the last few years is my working theory on this, but not being in the locker room and not being someone who watches all that much Western conference hockey. I could be talked out of that theory. So here's like, okay. The very simple version of all this is that Vegas is very, very hurt uh, by injuries right now. Mm -hmm. And also, they just flat out can't score. Like, it's really not that complicated, I don't think. Like, okay, so uh, I was looking at his game logs, and it seems like the last time that uh, Mark Stone played was and Mark Stone is a very big part of what Vegas does. Last time Mark Stone played was February 8th. Since then, um, Vegas, I'm getting all this from natural stature. Vegas is 11, 12, and one without Mark Stone. Um, and in that time span, right, uh, their expected goals for percentage is pretty decent. They're 12th in the league at 52.9. Uh, their issue at five on five is that uh, they're below 50% in uh, actual goals for goals for percentage at five on five right now. And the big thing is one that like Leonard's hurt, but the big, big thing is that they can't score. Hmm. They are, they have the third lowest shooting percentage at five on five in that span. They're shooting 6.7% at five on five with as much talent that's on that team. Like it's yeah. comical how much that team can't score. And then they I mean, make up for it with a really bad power play. So, I mean, this is a team that recently has added players like Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. Oh, Marcheseau's been there since day one. What are you? What? Mar- Marcheseau's been there since day one. What are you, what are you talking oh. about? What are you talking about? I still think of, okay. For some reason, I think <laughs> of Marcheseau as a Panther. Um, he was. Yeah. Um, but like you've got players. My point is that you, that you have players and you added like Jack Eichel um, into this roster with Marcia So and Carlson who should be like, when you think back to that year where we were like, Oh, they're an expansion team. They shouldn't be that competitive. Like you have guys that could score and put like, what does William Carlson do? Yeah, he puts the puck in yeah. the net and gets assists, right? Well, yes, he's not the same guy that scored you know fifty goals his first year in Vegas or whatever it was, but sure. yes. But they they should have the talent on this team to be able to put the puck in the net 
even if you know like even if mark stone is hurt which he is like that one player shouldn't be the difference between making the playoffs and missing the playoffs with the talent they have on the roster right and i do want to throw this out there um we can talk about like ltir shenanigans all we want but i will say that i am more impressed by what tampa did last year the more and more i watch vegas spiral out of control Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah but i think it makes sense but can you explain that a little bit so that it makes more sense so what is it what is the difference between what tampa did last year and what vegas is doing this year well the big thing with i mean tampa had kucherov out for the entire season Mm -hmm. right and they finished what i think third in the atlantic last year but like very comfortably in the playoffs. Like there was no doubt that like Tampa was going to make the playoffs. And here's Vegas in arguably, I I don't really think it's arguably uh, the worst division in the league. And they're struggling to make the playoffs without one of their best players. I get it. Like I get that they're super hurt, but they're playing well enough kind of to be in the playoffs. They just can't score. Um, I think they're starting to rebound in their in their latest two games, but there was a stretch there in in March where they just could not score like at all. Um, yeah, I, it, like you're telling me that this team can't catch up to the Kings or uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and some dudes. <laughs> Let's say uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and and their merry men. Yes, just some like like NHL random generated players. Well, I'm really impressed with with what LA has done, and I'm scared about the future because. Ooh, why is that? Because their prospect pool is super deep, and like this is not them at their full power, and they caused me. Plenty of nightmares between the years of form. Yeah, they caused me plenty of nightmares between 2012 and 2015. And I don't want to relive those days. Mm-hmm. So, but we will see. Um, I, I do also want to throw this out there. I, with, every, mata. with every season that passes, I am more and more, um, I guess, I just find it funny how similar Peter divorced in Vegas is going. There was this weird trend with the sharks that Peter DeBoer would have in that like the 2016, 17, 18 and 19 teams were all very good, but they also like never finished higher than second in their division. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason was in a couple of those years, the Sharks would just completely fall apart in March. Um, I don't know if it was just the whole, like a veteran team that has lost in the playoffs a bunch and has just like, you know, decided like whatever, like regular season doesn't matter, you know, let's mm-hmm. save some stuff up for uh, the playoffs, right? right? Like let's save some energy in the tank, save some gas in the tank. Um, so case in point, let me know if this sounds familiar to what Vegas is going through. 2016-17, the Sharks are leading their division. Everything's going fine. Then they go 6-10 and 10 in March, including a pretty like lengthy losing streak. 
Mm. Like from March 16th to March 31st, the Sharks win one game and it was in overtime. And they fell all the way from first to like third in the division that year. Part of the reason was uh, Logan Couture ended up taking a puck to the face at one point. And yeah, that was the big one. And I think it must've happened later. Joe Thorne ended up tearing his ACL a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. later, but yeah, they go six and 10 in March that year. All right. Now 2018, they were really hot in March, but 2019, uh, AKA, I think the best sharks team of all time just didn't work out in the playoffs. They go seven, seven and one in March, (laughs) including a stint from March 14th to March 31st, where they won one game. Now in 2021, 22 in March, Vegas goes eight and eight and goes from March 8th to March 22nd, winning two games. Do you remember what the injuries were like that second year that they struggled in March? I think Pavelski Pavelski was out for a bit in March that year. Mm. Um, And uh, Eric Carlson was out for this entire second half of the year. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I just find it really funny how the parallels are lining up. Complete mm-hmm. with uh, when I accurately called last year that as soon as they went down 3-2 to Montreal, they would just fold in game six. Yeah. Uh, speaking of injuries, something that I found while looking up things about the Kings. Are you familiar with their injury reserve? I'm not. Who's on their injury reserve right now? Right. These are all IR players. Sean Walker, Athanasiu, Dustin Brown, Brendan Lemieux, Matt Roy, or Matt Waugh. I'm not sure which way he pronounces it. Uh, Mikey Anderson, and Drew Doughty. That is tough. That's seven players on IR. Yeah, no, that's and not great. They, and they sit second in the division. And Blake case in point, though, most of those guys are on IR, not long-term IR, which I think is interesting. That is true. But yeah, that's... Yeah, like, injuries are not an uncommon thing in the NHL. Like, Vegas isn't the only team that's going through it. Like, like, the Penguins spent, like, the first half of the year without Evgeny Malkin. They started the year without both Malkin and Crosby. And Crosby has missed significant time, yeah. Yeah, but like thanks Does to... Hasn't Latang also missed significant time this year? He misses, making he misses significant time every year. I don't know off the top of my head. But... <laughs> I mean, that's just his thing. Yeah. Like, well, I can't... Rem- I, I don't know I the don't last time Chris Latang played... Latang. Well, no, I don't, I don't... I just don't remember the last time Chris Latang played 82 games in a season. I don't know if he's ever done it. Hmm. Let's see. Ah, Latang's played 65 games, so he's had a clean sheet of health this year. Oh, really? Uh, I must have been making that up. He played 79 in 2018. Uh, he played last played 82 in 2011. Wow, so, okay. He's come close. He's, he's, he's hit the 70s a few times. Uh, he played 79 in 2018, like I said. Um, but yeah, mostly in the 60 to 70 game range. Not counting like lockout years or, or whatever. So even with all those injuries, um, one of the things that I think is keeping the Kings afloat is down the center. They have Kopitar, Dano, and Byfield. Those are their yeah. three centers. That's a pretty good spine. 
yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at the Kings all that closely, but I would imagine if you looked at, you know, stats and stuff, it's just like, okay, so this entire team is like guys on ELCs and RFAs with a couple of like grizzled veterans and quick and Brown and um, Kopitar and all that. Right. Like, you know, like I know that they have a lot of young players, you know, doing a lot of significant things for them. I, I haven't, Statistically, I haven't looked at the Kings all that closely, but um, yeah, no, this, this year has been a good year for them. Um, I don't know. So I, I guess one of the reasons that I, I personally can't take the Kings seriously as contenders is because their color scheme of black, white, and gray just kind of makes them look like a generic opponent team for a video game or movie. Like I'm getting major like Washington generals vibes. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like there's nothing about that that says a protagonist this side of like side quest team like this is the team in the sports movie that gets bounced in the first round yeah like outside of like the raiders i just don't believe in white and black and silver as like a color scheme it just just looks like you're i don't know it's to me that's a team that needs a makeover so badly and nothing of that nothing about that color scheme is very royal like they're the kings yeah, like bring back the um, bring back the purple. Throw some purple in there, or just go full the on uh, like seventies rays or whatever when they wore yellow and purple. If they started wearing purple, do you think the ducks would have a problem with that? No, because there's a difference between purple and eggplant. So, <laughs> listen, <I> mean, <laughs> California teams are very specific about their colors. It's called an aubergine. Listen, it's not blue or green. It is pacific teal okay pacific teal um you know okay. like the old mighty ducks colors are uh eggplant and jade so and jade is different from pacific teal uh yes yes i guess jade uh, is more well, of a green. yeah jade is more green yeah. teal is more of a like a more of a blue i think at least like the sharks teal, like the especially like the like the old sharks teal was a little more on the green side. Like the current one is much darker. I mean, Pacific teal just sounds like you've been hanging out with Eddie Vetter and Jack Johnson too long. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, man. I don't know, maybe maybe most teams were like that. Like, you know, like with the Washington commanders i almost said football team you know like they're it's not maroon or red it's it's burgundy burgundy it's not yellow it's gold does fsu also claim burgundy um no what do they use i forget what they use it's one of those other like offshoots of red garnet they use garnet garnet that's what that is yeah um okay so because the shades are different from who comes out of the West? I mean, Colorado's the favorite. I mean, previously, well, I, was I know, thinking... man. Like, who makes the playoffs? I, I framed oh. that wrong. I just think those four games in hand are going to be so hard for Vegas to make up. I think it's going to be Dallas. I, th- I mean, it's Dallas's to lose, is it not? Yeah. No, like, literally, it's theirs to lose. Like, I, if I they mean... can just win a couple of those games in hand. Yeah. Like, they can put that, they can put that thing away pretty, pretty early. Maybe not put it away, but they can. They can put themselves I mean, in a really good position. 
And this question was a lot more interesting before the Jets kind of took themselves out of contention. I don't know if they were ever, I mean, I guess they kind of were, but um, the Jets have kind of struggled. They have not kept pace. Well, it's just funny because they were like, oh, we're back in this. And then all of a sudden then they're back in. It's like, eh, nah, we're good. Eh. We're good. We'll, we'll draft 17th and like it. They got a little too far away from aggressively mediocre and decided that that was too scary for them. <laughs> Without their fearless leader, Paul Maurice. In case you were wondering, um, you know, like that stretch I told you about from when Mark Stone got active or his last game on, on February 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that span, uh, Winnipeg has gotten 33 points from 27 games. Like the only teams that were better than them in that stretch were Calgary, Edmonton, Boston, and Colorado. That's okay. but right behind Winnipeg, actually tied with them in points. Um, in a in a great effort in futility, was the Islanders who pick up 33 points as well. <laughs> the Islanders are nuking their own draft pick. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean the Islanders, it's really funny. The Islanders are like the next team in on like the wild card standings in the east. <laughs> I mean, and it's not close. It's not close. <laughs> they are 13, 13 points. points behind with a game in hand. I, I admire the resilience, but Barry boy. Like it's been a while since I, I, we've seen a, a conference as top heavy as, as the Eastern. Like all eight teams was, that are going to make the playoffs are very good to like ridiculously good. When was the last time Barry Trotz missed the playoffs? Um. I think he he must have missed a couple of times in Nashville because he hasn't missed in Washington. Well, he's even in Washington. I, uh, my bad. Uh, I don't well, think he missed in Washington. I don't, I don't think he missed in yeah. New York. And we must have been some time with the Predators. Probably like 2010 or something. It's a pretty good stretch, if that's accurate. That man is magic before the wheels fell off this year. And I don't know what the Islanders do after this because their farm system apparently sucks. And their team is old. And like I said, they're going to draft like 17, 14, 17, whatever. You know what bothers me right now? What? That. Um, oh, do, you know, do you know Barry Trotz was from Winnipeg? Speaking of the Jets. Really? And uh, the answer to your trivia question is 2014. Uh, well, that's still really good. That's a we, long, yes. that's a long stretch. The, uh, that's better. That's better than most. If we, looked at uh playoff streaks by team i bet barry trotz would be in the top 10 well yeah like um you know even prior to like that 2017 run that the predators went on they were pretty much always in the playoffs like i'm looking at his coaching record Mm -hmm. from 20 from 2004 to 2012 the predators just missed the playoffs once they missed it you know three times after they under trots after they got in the first time so Barry trots to Winnipeg. Who says no? Um, I mean, the Islanders would actually have to fire him. Okay, if you're the Islanders front office and you've missed the playoffs, what is your road back to the playoffs? Are you uh, starting? Are you nuking it and starting over? I have no idea. I, I don't. I, I. That's tough. That's, that's a, not, that's a and tough is, Win, is Winnipeg? Who is the? I don't even know who Winnipeg's interim coach is right now. Oh, that's uh, right, it's, Dave Lowry. Um, yeah, Dave Lowry. Are they committed to Dave Lowry? No, they shouldn't be. I just I'm have a problem. He's a, Winnipeg, he's a Winnipeg boy. 
I just have a problem with like long-term, like the coach being like the father of one of the players. Yeah. Like, that just seems, especially since Adam Lowry has not been great <laughs> this year. I I would, I mean, I haven't taken a look. I would love to see like what his, you know, player cards look like depending on whatever stat boy you want to find. Um, I can tell you right now they're not flat, that good. Uh, under, if you want to look at what they are under um, Paul Maurice versus under his dad. If he's gotten worse while under his dad. I don't know if it's still true, but there was definitely a point in time where uh, Adam Lowry saw like a pretty big increase in his uh, time on ice when, after <laughs> his dad took over. Which, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what else you were expecting. I'd also really be interested to see like a chart and like if it was some sort of like, if we could put a point as to when Andrew Kopp got traded and how that affects mm. uh, Lowry. Oh, here you go. Uh, this is a fun little thing um, that I discovered while looking at the Islanders cap-friendly page. I just enjoy being reminded that they're still paying Rick DiPietro through 2027. <laughs> I think the man gets like a million dollars a year because they're still paying him. It doesn't count against the cap or anything. But uh, is, is that the hockey version of Bobby Benia day? Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't think the Flyers are making payments to Briz anymore. I'm not sure. I, they've had someone still on their books. I think it's the Cavalier that they still got on the books. Um, I don't like that. But I'm yeah, sure no, not Chris Pronger. Uh, no, because they moved his contract to Arizona at one point. Oh, of course they did. Well, I guess a better way of phrasing it is, of course, Arizona took his contract. Well, yes. Uh, no, they're still paying Briz for the next eternity. So, dang it. Well, it doesn't count against the cap. It's one of those one of those compliance buyouts. But it's just embarrassing. Well, no, embarrassing is uh, Claude Giroux's four plus million in dead cap this year, but. Uh, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> leave, leave this season. Uh, I, I have no idea what the way forward is for the Flyers, and I don't really want to talk about it today. Here, here's, um, your, um, here's your fun fact about Rick DiPietro. Okay. Um, that contract was signed in 2007. It was mm-hmm. going to expire last year at the end of last season. But that's how long they signed it for. <laughs> it was a 15 year contract signed in 2006. Oh, oh, okay. But because it's a buyout, they have to pay it long. It's going over longer periods of time. Yeah, they're paying they're him through, they're paying him one and a half million dollars every year uh, through 2029. I'm going to be honest. If I was Rick DiPietro, I would just, I wouldn't do anything. Dude, if you can't live your life on one and a half million dollars a year, that you get every year for almost the next decade. Doing nothing. Well, here's the funny part is that I think he gets another um, paycheck from the team or somebody affiliated with the Islanders because he does like Islanders broadcast now. Oh, yes. So. Oh, yes. Pay me to do more work. That's such a great finesse, dude. Give me a, another paycheck. That's such. Uh, I'm jealous. It's that in the college football coaches. With their ridiculous bios. I, yeah, I wish but... I could be a mediocre college coach and just keep cashing in. Uh, I know that I know that the time commitment and work-life balance sucks. Terrible. Like, I feel like I could put up with it for a couple of years if my buyout was like $15 million. Like there's, there's a reason Matt Rule went to the NFL. 
is there oh yeah yeah the work-life balance i was just I was, sorry balance. i was too busy thinking about the stupid contracts that they hand out to college coaches but yeah man no um so i think we're in agreement with who we think is coming out of that race um i mean i can see vegas getting back into it right like i can see them yeah like regressing back to the mean and going on a bender and then getting mark stone back for the playoffs right but solid are yeah that's gonna be still really hard to make up i think the athletic has them at like a 50 50 shot at making the playoffs which is crazy considering like where vegas was in preseason you know right and then they would have to get past the avalanche or the flames and neither of those look like easy tasks at the moment dude if um vegas gets in in that second spot and gets like quote-unquote healthy and faces colorado and knocks out colorado i'm gonna be bitter for years to come low-key if if they make that second spot and they face colorado in the first round uh with a healthy mark stone that's gonna be a fun series I was um I, I don't in, know if I'll be able to stay up for it, but it'll be a fun series. I was in Denver uh at the beginning of the month for that Calgary Colorado game. Mm-hmm. Really good game. I really like watching those two teams play. Um they they would play in central time, wouldn't they? No, it's mountain time there. Think so about it. But I don't see too many like for TV purposes. I mean they start games in mountain time. Yeah, I start games in mountain time. I think, uh, yeah. I don't see very many nine o'clock starts. Well, it annoys me because I can't watch Avs games because I'm in the Avs market, apparently. Uh, I think I, it was like the Avs and the Knights are both uh, both blacked out here, which is really annoying. That's weird. Both of them? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, I'm closer to Vegas than, than Denver. Yeah. But, yeah, man, like, I'm at the point with the abs where I just want to see their like work to like create such a great roster, just be rewarded, you know? And, and that not only it's not that they have just like compiled talent, they've done it in a way that I think is financially responsible with the understanding of a salary cap. Yes. Well, cause at some point they're got the payment cannon, like his contract is, they got so yeah. lucky that he had a down year in his contract year so so lucky well but also is Kale mccarr still on a rookie deal like that helps i think so but i think maybe i think they've given him an extension already i think um but yeah like i mean i don't blame them but it's like keep that i would keep the the advantage of the rookie deal on Kale mccarr as long as i can no he's uh he's on a nine million dollar deal right now oh never mind yeah never mind yeah, they've got one more year of McKinnon at 6.3 after this. And at that point, like, it becomes real. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, my, my, my position decisions. on the playoffs right now is if it's not going to be our boys down in Sunrise, I either want to see Carolina go on a run or um, I know people hate Toronto fans, but I just want to see Toronto win a round. Like, I, I'm kind of tired of all the dumb narratives, but the Leafs, you know, I, I, I think it's hilarious. See, yeah, but like, I don't believe any of the narratives, but I think it's funny. 
yeah but like at some point it just it's just like okay like we're doing the same thing here i do want to i do want good things for wayne simmons because he deserves it there you go you know like i don't know i think i think another summer of questioning the efforts of like william Nylander or mitch marner yeah i think those are it's whatever narratives you know i'm just kind of tired of the whole thing is that the sunglasses crew on facebook yeah yeah you know the the meme of all the profile pictures of guys in sunglasses in, in their, their car cars. Hat, hat backwards the important the the important part there is that they're in their cars for whatever reason not even like in front of their car in no. the in the car like i can only assume it's a pickup truck but i don't know for sure because all i see is the inside yeah like the vibes are a pickup truck yeah <laughs> man your car has real pickup truck vibes man <laughs> i don't even know what that means yeah, uh, we've basically just been talking about nothing for the last like twenty minutes. So That's what you have, podcasts uh, are. <laughs> That's fair. That's what we. Um, okay, one last fun fun stat here. I was looking at a uh, the gold differential in the, in the Pacific Division just accidentally. Oh, Cal- Calgary's leading the way at plus sixty nine. Nice. Nice. Um, but LA has a plus two differential in their second in the division. <laughs> plus two so that means does that mean the third place team has like a few has like more wins than losses but has a few really big losses um so yeah edmonton has plus 19 so they're they they have wait edmonton's third with plus 19 and la is second with plus two okay so what i just said is probably true more so for la yeah yeah they have fewer wins just assume third place team was had a worse goal difference than plus two yeah, no. Third place has a better goal differential, and so does the so does Nashville in the first wild card spot, and so <laughs> does <hilarious>. Vegas. <laughs> um, I guess before we sign off, um, I can I I just want to give a major shout out to the Red Wings for allowing goal totals of one through ten. I think it is one through eleven because one the through eleven. 11. That. That is a steam achievement if I've ever seen one. Well, I'm, I'm sure they have a shutout too. So it's probably zero through 11. That is a bold assumption to make. I mean, yes, but also no. I feel like getting as far in the season without a shutout would be pretty impossible. Not with that defense. But yeah, the three most recent 10 goal games have all been against uh, the Red Wings. And the fourth is against the Flyers, right? The fourth is against the Penguins. Oh, but the Flyers were the yeah, the yeah the Penguins Flyers ten three game is on there. All right, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not hockey related, but the U.S. is in the World Cup. All right, yeah, I mean that World Cup group's gonna be fun with USA, USA. Okay, USA. Quick question. USA. You know, oh yeah. You know, clearly the problem mm-hmm. when the U.S. plays Trinidad and Tobago is that they were facing two countries at the same time, right? Yes. Now, what happens if they end up playing two countries from the same country in two separate games? Oh. Because they can end up playing Scotland or Wales and right. England. So they can end up playing 
two different the, countries from the same country in the same group <laughs> oh you're hurting my brain I'll not to, to mention the geopolitical nonsense that involves all of those countries with iran, iran. Yeah. or or ukraine ukraine <laughs> that is just a geopolitical nightmare oh i hate fifa so much there's no way this wasn't planned i don't know man they shuffled all the balls on stage that makes it really hard unless there's like a <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah unless there's because an obvious through... like pick me thing on uh on one of the balls i i just i, I don't see how the one thing we know about ping pong balls is it is impossible to stage no they had them like did, did, did you watch it at all no i was at work they had these like because um... unlike you i have a real job oh wow <laughs> um so they have these like they were like these mock little soccer balls yeah and they had like all these former players um like dip their hand in there and like mix it up and then just grab one yeah you could totally stage that but they're like the balls are all look the same no no, you make them you change the temperatures on them but they were just sitting out like the entire time i can't have this discussion with you on the podcast. <laughs> I can go off the record on this. I don't think I can. I, in fact, I think that might be a FIFA helicopter outside my window now. <laughs> Alrighty. Anything else we're talking about? Go cats. Go. Yeah. Go Panthers. Um, I wish I could go to a Panthers game with you. Unfortunately, the stars will not align for that. So already y'all. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at gripper 60 pod. You can follow me on Twitter at bfarrell727. You can follow TC on Twitter at TC underscore 904. Uh, thank you all for listening, especially if you made it this far somehow. And uh, yeah, take care and have a good one.